the Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook, talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them. Welcome to the Instructor Podcast. As always, I am your splendid host, Terry Cook, and I'm delighted that you have chosen to listen to us today. We have a very special little bonus episode for you today. I am joined by Richard Borges of Intelligent Instructor, and he's joined us to talk about everything that Intelligent Instructor has to offer this year, including the expos, the awards, all this kind of fun stuff. But before we dive into the episode, allow me to suggest to you that you go and check out theinstructorpodcast.com. If you head over to the website, www.theinstructorpodcast.com, you can find all sorts of fun stuff over there. You'll find guest profiles, you will find blogs, you will find previous episodes, back catalogs, all this kind of cool stuff, as well as the feed. So if you ever want to see if you've missed anything, head over to the page for feed and you'll see the last 10 or so things that have been released. As well as that, you can find details of the Instructor Podcast Premium, where for £10 a month, you can get a whole load of extra goodness, a whole load of extra CPD, and a whole load of extra Terry. But for now, I'm going to step back and uh, let's enjoy the show. Welcome to the Instructor Podcast. As always, I'm your splendid host, Terry Cook, and today I am joined by uh, Richard Borges of Intelligent Instructor. How are we doing, Richard? Very good, Terry. How are you? I am always exceptional and always more exceptional when you join me. Uh, you're becoming <laughs> you one of the most yeah, you're becoming one of the most frequent guests on this show, and that is most definitely not a bad thing. And I've asked you this question before, and I'm going to ask you again because I'm asking everyone. Um, expert, leader, innovator, game changer, that's who we speak to. What categories slash categories do you fall into? Uh, I think last, uh, this is going to be a real test because I can't remember what I said last time, <laughs> but um, I'm going to say somewhere between expert and innovator. Uh, and, and I very much want to be uh, more of an innovator than an expert, potentially. Um, I really want to push the industry forward, trying to do new things. So um, I'd probably put myself in between those two, but aspirational, I think it's good to have something that you want to aim for. So more of an innovator. Let's go with that. I'm going to ask you a question now, and this is almost putting you on the spot a little bit. How much of an impact do you think you've had on the industry so far in terms of that innovation you speak about? Well, wow, the whole industry. <laughs> that certainly puts a weight on my shoulders. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, no, I, I think it's in, interesting to go back. Obviously, I've spent over 15 years in this industry without being a driving instructor, which is quite strange. Uh, everyone always asks me, you know, are you actually a driving instructor? And I said, no, <laughs> I couldn't be anything further from it. But I've spoken to so many driving instructors. I've lived and breathed with big franchises, outside of big franchises, understanding how small um, businesses work around the industry. So whether they're app providers, training providers, et cetera, et cetera. So I'd say I've got quite a wide knowledge and understanding of how the industry works. Um, what my individual impact on that industry is so far uh, is probably debatable. But, um, you know, I love the stuff that we've been doing with Intelligent Instructor. I think we've been um, trailblazers from an expo perspective, uh, some of our digital stuff that we do, um, that news resource, especially through COVID when instructors were sat at home and um, sort of didn't know where to go for the latest update and, and you know, we know the DVSA could only send out so many pieces of communication, but we had our sort of foot to the pedal every day, sending out new stuff. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I would say not necessarily me as an individual, but the brands that I've worked with throughout my time in the industry, I think we've been able to achieve some really nice stuff. Do you ever get any criticism because you're not an instructor? Have you ever come across that? 
Uh, I had it a little bit whilst I, I worked for AA and BSM, um, and that was mainly when BSM used to have 100 high street stores. So part of my role was actually going into those stores, helping the local staff improve their sales techniques, improve their customer service rates. Um, and that was dealing face-to-face, one-to-one with instructors. They used to come in on a weekly basis. It was called a ROG. And that's where they'd have their diaries and they'd say, right, I've given Terry two hours on Tuesday. And they'd have a signature next to it. And that's how we then used to pay them their, um, their money. And yeah, that was quite a regular pushback was, you know, you don't understand, you're not a driving instructor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, I, I, and I, I fully take that on. And actually for a while, I was, I was contemplating actually just going through the course just to tick the box. But again, the more and more I've become more confident in myself and my understanding of, of how things work, um, I feel less and less like I actually need to do that now. I would literally be doing it as a box ticking exercise. And, you know, I have no aspirations to teach people how to drive. I'm not a, I'm not a teacher, you know, that's not in my, um, my sort of skill set. So actually I would rather not go through that process and leave that more open to other people. You know, I'd just be taking up a test slot and things like that. It just actually would be probably more harmful than do good really. Anyway, what we've got you on to speak about today is the Intelligent Instructor and what you've got coming up this year. So the two big things initially are the the big events you've got coming up, the Expo. So do you want to to dive into those for us? Yeah, sure. So um, this is very much a a new thing for us in terms of running two Expos. Um, As you know, Terry, and um, your listeners would know that we normally run our national conference up in uh, Coventry, a place called Meriden. Um, That typically happens around October every year. We've done that twice now obviously had a little gap um due to covid but um, that's a hugely successful event we've got some fantastic feedback from everyone that attends uh exhibitors and sort of delegates alike really and what we wanted to do was sort of try to extend this a little bit and, and we're certainly not going to go down the route and again i think last time i was on i spoke about sort of limiting this but we're not going to go down the route of running multiple events in different cities and towns we're just not a big enough team to do that however we did want to test the water a little bit with maybe trying um either a north or a south event you know we appreciate if you're in the north of scotland it's very difficult to get to coventry if you're um southeast again it's quite a journey to get all the way around london and um, uh, up to the Midlands. So what we're trying to do is sort of give people the opportunity to experience that expo wherever they are. And that might be over a course of a few years, but um, we're going to keep the national one. That's very much planned in for this year. But what we're also going to do is run our conference and expo South 22, which is held at Kempton Park Racecourse um, on Sunday, the 8th of May. And that one's really starting to pick up bit of sort of traction now and um, we've got some fantastic speakers lined up as well so um that's a really exciting one that we've got uh and and actually we're, we're not too far away from it now it's, it's coming around really quick so i want to come on to the speakers in a second i want to ask you you've got coming up but before we do i'm just going to throw it out there that if you ever want to visit yorkshire if you ever want to bring it up to yorkshire one year i've got quite a big back garden um <laughs> i'm not sure we can do quite the size you can do elsewhere but i'm happy to help um what who are the speakers you've got lined up for kempton then um, we've got uh, quite a lot of speakers confirmed already, actually, um, but I'll, I'll go for a, a couple just so that you've got sort of a flavour of the event. And, and what we normally do with our speakers, just to give you a bit of background, Terry, is we like to have some industry speakers, people that um, obviously people recognise, people that have knowledge about how the industry works or how specific functions and services work. But we also like to go a little bit further than that. So 
um, through our links with um, Intelligent Instructors, sister company, First Car, we get quite a lot of academics talk to us about road safety. So, for example, we've got David Crundle, who's the professor of psychology at Trent, uh, Nottingham Trent University. Uh, he's going to be talking about the role of VR in driver training. And again, that, that goes a little bit further than um, sort of what anyone else would be doing in the industry currently. It's a lot about sort of the background research um, and that sort of thing. We've got San Harper, um, who most people in the industry would probably know or have heard of at some point. Um, and again, that's all about mindfulness um, and driver training, making sure that your mind's in the right place to be delivering great um, great service and, and a great lesson. Uh, Ray Seagrave, who again, many of your listeners will know, probably one of our most popular speakers at previous events uh, and future events. Graham Hooper has been in the industry for a long time, co-managing director of Tri-Coach in Partnership. Uh, he's coming along, confirmed as, as a speaker. Dean Lowe's from Pass and Go. He does a great session on mental health awareness. So we really want to go further than just being about how to pass your standards check. Um, there will be content around that, but we really want to go to the next level and sort of say, right, you know, outside of just that core element, what can we do to help your mind be better, your um, health be better, your business be better um, and go to that, help you go to that next, next level with, with your business and with your training skills. Yeah. And um, the people you mentioned there, I want to say through them. So you mentioned Ray, San and uh, Graham, all of those have been on the show. So if you are contemplating going to Kempton, you can't quite make your mind up, go back and listen to those previous episodes and you'll see how awesome those people are. Uh, and then uh, that'll square you to go. I think mm-hmm. um, I'm a big fan of, of everyone you mentioned there. Uh, and yeah, Ray's always a favorite. There's, there's something about Ray, I find, and that's not being spilled on anyone else at all, but there's something about Ray that just draws people to him. It's very weird. Yeah, no, we, we actually, the first time we came across Ray, and it, it's quite a nice segment, which we'll come on to a little bit later about the awards, but um, the first time we came across Ray from an intelligent strategy perspective was at the um, 2019 conference and awards. So back in 2019, we actually did the awards as a physical event, which was like a gala dinner where over 300 people were in the room, three-course meal, and an award ceremony. And Ray was actually nominated um, and won one of the regional driving instructor awards. Um, and that was how he sort of came up on our radar. Um, we, we, to be honest, we hadn't really done much with him before that. Um, and we spoke to him a little bit, obviously, after that to try and make the most of his award and what can we do to work with him moving forward. And it just came across that he had this sort of incredibly infectious personality and then had that real sort of ability to be able to break things down and help people develop as well. You know, a skill, like I said, I haven't got. So um, very much sort of wanted to get him involved more with Intelligent Instructor. And he certainly doesn't work for us, but it's great that we we can sort of lean on him to deliver training sessions. Great. Yeah. I also just want to take a moment to give a little shout out to Sam Harper, because when I came to the Expo last year, a lot of people were still very timid because obviously COVID was still a big thing. Now, obviously it's irrelevant now. All restrictions have been lifted, whatever. Um, trying not to be political today. But yeah, San Harper, she just saw me and she went, I can't see you and not hug you. And she just mm. gave me a big hug. And I'm like, this is the first hug I've had in about two years and it's lovely. <laughs> um, so yeah. You should have said, Jerry, I want to give you a hug. That's fine. <laughs> Well, I think we had a desk between us at the time. So. <laughs> but yes, we, we can embrace the next time we meet. We'll we'll put that on the to-do list. Um all right, but then we've got the the, the like I said, the, the the main beast, if you like, the, the staple of the intelligent instructor, which is the sort of the national expo, the one in Coventry, which I think is the second of October. And we, we've spoke previously about that tiny nice for my 40th birthday. Have you got anything lined up for that specific you can tell us yet? Or 
Uh, yeah, we're just actually finalising a few extra things. Um, and like I said, it, it's very much trying to go down the route of not just working on training or be, being a better driving instructor. The great thing about our conference is also one of the downsides about our conference is a lot of the people that come along are the people that are really engaged with the industry, the ones that do want to learn. And obviously that's that's fantastic. That's We want everyone like that to come in and attend. Um, however, a lot of the people that come are already fantastic driving instructors. Um, you know, everyone could learn more. No one's ever perfect. But what we want to do is make sure that people come away from that day having learned something new and actually built on the fact that they're already fantastic driving instructors. So we want to keep adding value. And we're looking at, again, health and well-being is sort of one of the, the big themes for this year. So um, we're just sort of in negotiations now with providers to sort of try and work out a way that people can, you know, get a bit of a health check whilst they're there, um, as well as potentially getting their car checked, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, very much building on the value. Come along, meet some great speakers, talk to the exhibitors, and then, you know, get yourself a little bit of an MOT from a, a personal perspective. And whilst we're not going to offer full MOTs for a car, you might be able to get um, a few sort of easy checks done as well by some providers. So I can't say too much because we haven't confirmed anything as yet, but um, that's very much going to be the, the theme, we hope, anyway. No, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um, free checkup whilst you're there, which would be nice. Um, so we can, just comparing it to last year for a second, because uh, the, the expo did last year did record numbers. Uh, I know it didn't quite do the numbers we were kind of hoping for, but again, mitigating circumstances, it was in the middle of COVID and there was a fuel crisis at the time. And I just wonder as well, with it being such a beautiful day, if that actually deters people, you know, that you know, potentially, oh, nice and sunny, let's go to the park instead or whatever. But have you got any sort of targets for this year? Is there anything you'd, not necessarily numbers wise, but anything you'd specifically like to achieve from the day? I think when you look at both conferences, what what we know that Compton's not going to be, be as big as the national one, and to a certain extent, we don't want it to be. We want it to feel like a bit more of a local one. So we do have more local businesses coming along, local franchises, people that speak in are more localised to that area. We do have the odd person that obviously isn't, but um, we want that to have a very different, more intimate feel in terms of its content and how the day goes. Um, at Campton Park, forgot to mention as well that we've got blind driving experiences with speed of sight. So actually, Kempton Park, the great thing about that venue is, obviously, it's huge. So there's loads of outside space. Um, so they'll literally set up a course and drive instructors uh, will be able to jump in a car, get blindfolded, um, and the speed of sight team will actually direct them around a course whilst they're blindfolded to actually experience what it's like to have one of these blind driving sessions, which, which are fantastic, by the way. Um, that would be great. But then from a national perspective, again, we'd love to have more people that were, were there uh, last year. Again, you, you really summarised the, the issues that we had um, last year with the fuel crisis and COVID and stuff like that. So um, we haven't set any sort of huge targets. And like you said, it's, it's very much not about the numbers for us. It's more about the continuation of that, that show, making it a little bit bigger, a little bit better than what we did last time. Even if we had the same number of people through the door, we'd be over the moon if... The feedback scores were even just a little, they're already really high, but if they were just a touch better, that's ticked a box for us. We're really pleased with that. We want to make sure that people come year on year and they feel like it's got a slightly different touch. You know, we're into the realms now where someone might say, I've been to that twice. I don't want to go the third time. What What's going to be new? So we need to start evolving as a show now to understand, right, we've done it really well. 
But now what do we do for people that still haven't come to one? How do we get them through the door? You know, and, and obviously help being on shows like this, talking to people, telling people what to expect is going to be one way. And the other way is how do we innovate for the people that have been already? What can we do that's new that will get them to come back? And that's something that we've got to start thinking about now for sure. Is there anything you've learned from the last couple of expos that, you know, you're looking to change or develop on this time? Uh, we've learned a lot of things. Uh, we've learned a lot that a lot of driving instructors sign up for free events and don't turn <laughs> up. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, like I said, I, I completely understand within the circumstances why that can happen. But in terms of the event itself, like I said, I think we, we've tried to put this sort of mindset in now where I don't think necessarily we're going to have an official theme to shows, but that innovation and that sort of moving forward with the show in terms of its content and it always evolving that's something that we we, we have to do now um, and that's very much something we felt the second show was great it had a bit of a gap between the first one um, so we didn't feel under as much pressure to do that but whilst one a year doesn't sound a lot that 12 months disappears really quickly um, and you know before you know it you're three or four months before the show's happening you're thinking where are our visitor numbers sign up numbers are we where we need to be obviously pulling all the information through from all the exhibitors, et cetera. So um, we've got a pretty good routine and we're pretty confident with what we're doing, which is great. But um, we want to make sure that we're always taking it to the next level, not resting on our laurels, really. I can um, empathise with that on a much smaller scale in that season two of the instructor finished at the end of December and I was planning on bringing it back in March. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. I've got like nine weeks there, loads of time. And I looked at my diary, I'm like, oh, crap, it starts on Sunday. I can get some recordings booked. Um, yeah, so I can empathise with that slightly. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to give you two choices on or two options on this, because you've got two expos. So who would be your dream speakers? So like maybe one from or that's relevant to the industry and one that might not be. So just two people you would love to sit down and listen to. Uh, let, let me sort of come at it from a different angle, but I will answer your question. I think... Our biggest speaker so far in terms of the most success we've had, without doubt, the DBSA. Having loved their rider at the last show was an incredible thing for us. Um, that was a massive coup and we were really pleased. And I think actually um, it was a really good session and everyone um, was really respectful, which is fantastic. Um, moving forward, we want more engagement with the DVSA, not just Love Day. You know, their organization is constantly changing. It's changed a lot recently. Um, not all driving instructors necessarily need to know or will know um, who's there and where and what their roles are. But if we can get more of these people to come along from different roles to explain how they work within the industry or how they impact the industry, that's something that we want to do. You know, again, Love Day is a great name to have along. We've had John Sheridan quite a lot before, but people move around in the DVSA and a lot of people have inputs on our industry that are valuable or, you know, not deemed valuable, whatever it is. But I think if we can get more people to come along, explain what they do, how they do it and what impact that has. Um, I think that'll be a really good thing. So that's sort of one one part, yeah. not necessarily the question you asked, but um, certainly something that we want to focus on in terms of those two speakers. So I'm not sure if I'd say it's relevant, but I'd love to have like the Top Gear guys uh, come along. So we've had Quentin Wilson come along before. Um, he works very closely with the AD, ADINJC. He's like a patron of theirs. Um, he's come along and obviously is a, a huge name um, from sort of the motoring world. Um, and, you know, if we could get 
Richard Hammond or, you know, you're not going to get Clarkson. He's too busy on his farm. But, um, you know, people like that to come along who I think would be fun, engaging, can talk about driving, have the knowledge of the industry. Um, that would be like a dream for me. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of the show back in its previous um, sort of iterations. And then maybe just sort of completely outside of the industry, um, probably like a, a tech strip business leader. Again, it's not around anymore, but uh, you know, again, it would never happen. But like a Steve Jobs or a Elon Musk or someone like that. So someone who could really come in and uh, Elon Musk would be, again, perfect in ideal situation. I'm sure he's too busy to attend the Kempton Park Expo. But, um, you know, someone who's got a, a bit of a, an understanding of the car market with Tesla, someone who can really tell us what the, the next 50 years of motoring is going to look like. You know, I'm sure he's probably went to shows 50 years ago in America or whatever, a lot bigger scale and talked about Tesla being this huge brand. People probably from Ford and whatever else probably laughed him out the door. So, um, you know, someone who could come in and, you know, show us what, whether it be from Google or Apple or Tesla or whatever that could say, actually, this is what we're going to be driving in 20, 25 years time. I think... That would be fascinating just watching, like you say, Elon Musk sort of at the top, looking at all these driving instructors who refuse to stop using their paper and pen diary. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, very interesting. Let's put it that way. Um, anything else you want to touch on there around the, the Expos? Uh, no, all I would say is uh, both Expos are available to book now. As per usual, they're free to book. Um, we would encourage everybody to go on to um, the website, which is events.intelligentinstructor.co.uk. Um, you can secure your ticket on there for both the South and the national events, and you should get some email confirmations, et cetera, uh, to come back. We're always adding to the agenda, so uh, keep an eye out on um, the speaker pages and also the expo pages and activities. Uh, we want to make sure that people come away learning some new things, having a great day, getting some value. And as I always say, we 100% understand that coming to one of our shows means a day off of the road, which means money that could have been in your pocket so we really really take it upon ourselves to make sure that you get value for money um in terms of not necessarily the money you're paying to come because it's free but the money that you could have potentially earned if you were working that day so um we want to make sure like i said that we provide as much value as possible So thank you for listening to today's show. Really appreciate you joining me. And we're just taking a slight pause to tell you about how you can actually support the show. So if you would like to support the show, the best way, the first way is to share it. Tell people about it, share it online, share it on social media, all that kind of stuff. Or even go and leave us a five-star review. You can do that on Apple or you can do it on Spotify. or can even go onto our Facebook page and leave us a little review over there. Alternatively, you can go and find the premium subscription. Now, you can find this at our Patreon channel, which you can find over at www.theinstructorpodcast.com. Now, over there, you could sign up and pay £2 a month, or you could pay one off and then cancel. And that basically gets you nothing other than a nice, warm, fuzzy feel inside and my eternal gratitude. Alternatively, 
If you wanted to get extra content, even more, you could subscribe up to the £10 a month package where you get a whole host of bonus content, including shows around the standard checks where we dive into the competencies one at a time with excellent trainers such as Chris Benstead and Lee Jowett and Ray Seagrave. Uh, this also shows on coaching. We did one recently on stress and burnout and a whole host of other shows over there as well. But on top of that, you would also get a £10 discount off Bob Morton's client centre learning and that's not all you also get a 16% discount on Gorodi the diary management app so you can see a load of stuff over there and a load of different ways that you can support the show so if you do enjoy listening to the show I very much appreciate if you could do one of those things but for now let's get back into today's episode I'm just going to tag in there for a second as well, because uh, I will put the links for that both in the show notes and on my website, which is uh, theinstructorpodcast.com. But if you go back to season two of The Instructor, you will find the episode that I did reflecting on the expo where I spoke to maybe 10 people, uh, including a good self, Richard, um, just short snippets and uh, yeah, really good feedback and I would recommend it. And as always, I wouldn't have Rich on the show if I didn't recommend it, but um, <laughs> yeah, so get yourselves down there. The other thing that the Intelligent Instructor has coming up in March in particular is there's a lot of trainers coming up. So mm-hmm. I've seen the trainings you've got booked for March are Ray Seagrave and Sam Harper, we mentioned previously, and then also Bob Morton. Mm-hmm. Um Anything you can tell us about those trainings? Um, is there anything, any particular reason why people should be going to it? Or Yeah, so we launched these again back in um, sort of lockdown era, really. Um, we launched what we call the Intelligent Instructor Masterclasses, and we definitely understood that there was a requirement or a desire from the industry to have more online training courses. Uh, again, you know, if you're part of the DIA or the NJC, there's offerings there. But if you're not part of any of these organizations, where who can you go to? Um, so it, we thought maybe there's an opportunity for us to put these training courses on with some big speakers. And over the years, we've done, you know, we worked with Lou Walsh, Lynn Barry, we say Ray, we've got on again this time. Uh, we've worked with um, people on different things, such as, um obviously sam with mindfulness um safeguarding all that sort of thing different subjects and ev stuff with rob calling that sort of thing so some things have a bigger audience and some things have a smaller audience of course in terms of how many people want to get to know that sort of content uh and what we've definitely learned is you know training content from that perspective making sure that you're delivering uh as ray calls it a grade um driving lessons or whatever it is um and also Lynn and Lou stuff with around standards checks and things like the driver instructors definitely need to have uh, under their sort of um, under their belt ready for those tests. I've been really, really popular and successful. Uh, and we, we weren't sure after COVID started to, to disappear, whether those online training sessions would still remain as popular as they are. And to be honest, this March, we've already got record numbers. So there's still that desire out there. People still want to improve which is fantastic from an industry perspective for us because one obviously yes we're running these training courses and they're a big success but on the other side we can quite comfortably sit there and go well actually you know there's a big proportion of people out there that are really still keen to learn they still want to get better and that as an industry i think is fantastic um the minute people are running training sessions and no one's going we've got a real sort of question to ask of us as an industry to say well do we want to get any better or is it just we already know everything you know and i can probably guess which one is is the truth out of those two um but yeah no the the training session has gone really well and we're trying to 
work with some new speakers. So Bob, we haven't had before, but um, again, we've had some feedback about his work in the past. Um, and that has been a really successful um, session in terms of the number of bookings so far. Uh, Sound again, something a little bit different. We, we've never had a mindfulness uh, session in the, in the masterclass sort of series before. Uh, and that's gone down a storm and, you know, raised one of our most popular speakers. We could put Ray on, I think, you know, once every other week and we'd, we'd managed to sell out on that. So, uh, yeah, no, no, it's a fantastic addition. It's something great for us. It gives us more engagement with our um, sort of user base or anyone that comes to our website. And normally even myself or Richard Stores will also jump on those sessions. So we don't just hand it over to Ray and let him run it. Um, obviously, he does the presenting, but one of us from Intelligent Instructor will always be on one of those sessions and we'll get to really live through that um training session itself so we get the feedback you can normally we do it on zoom or something so you can see people's faces and you can actually get that sort of feedback and understand whether people are enjoying it and got value out of it i think the good thing you've done there as well like like you mentioned is the variety because not everyone's going to want standard stretch training. You know, they've potentially had some in car or whatever. And, and But like you said, San is delivering something very different there. And so that might attract that person. So even if, you know, you've got the, as you mentioned before with the expo, you want people that aren't necessarily the best instructors as well. And I don't mean that derogatory. I kind of almost include me in that bracket. People that need to improve. Mm-hmm. And I think that by putting that variety in there, you're going to attract them. If you know someone comes on like Sam, then they're potentially going on, oh, what else is there? Mm-hmm. But I think the, the guests you've got on there, they're all awesome. They've all been on the show. Massive fans of them all. And uh, I'd suggest getting at least along to at least one of them. And am I right in thinking as well that if you sign up to the Intelligent Instructor uh, sort of subscription service, you get a discount on those as well? Yeah, so we give um, discounts to anyone who's an IO Plus member, which is the Intelligent Instructor Plus, which is the membership scheme that we run, or if you're a member of the ADINJC as well. Um, obviously, we work very closely with those guys on the conference, um, and one of the sort of agreements that we've got is if you're a member of the ADINJC, then you'll save um, you'll save on the conference, uh, sorry, on the master classes as well. Um, so I think it's like twelve pound savings. So it's quite quite decent. Thirty six quid, I think, is the normal price, depending on what session you're you're running. Some are a little bit cheaper. Um, and if you can save yourself twelve pound, then you know twenty four pounds the price of a, a, your average driving lesson, probably maybe a little bit less. Yeah. So they're all in March. Are you going to be continuing them out throughout the year, or? Yeah. So we run them on like a quarterly basis. So the next sessions will probably be in June. And then September, and then probably towards the end of the year, um, we'll try and run three to four groups of sessions throughout the year. Um, and they normally run over a three-week period. Okay, cool. Uh, then also, uh, we said we'd touch on the awards because it was only in, was it January, uh, that the, the awards were announced? And uh, so just give me your thoughts on those. Were you happy with the way they went? Yeah, again, with the awards, we sort of we spoke earlier about with the conference trying to remain fresh and trying to do things in a slightly different way. Um, and again, I keep bringing that up, but um, 2019, we did it as a physical event. And, you know, I love that. I love the opportunity to sit with people and um, get to know people, put faces to names um, and get to socialize. You know, we had a disco that was quite cool and a few drinks, which, you know, never sort of lets anybody down in terms of a good time, which is great. But then obviously we, we got sort of struck down with this sort of lockdown and we did it from a digital perspective last time. And I think in 
2021 we did it as a video so we basically went out to our audience and we basically said you know anyone who wants to um put themselves forward and we've already spoken about yourself terry doing this in the future but anyone wants to put yourself forward then here's the nomination forms we took those nomination forms back in put it out to a public vote and then we've got this judging panel that we also use so we don't let it just rest on a volume thing because whoever's got the biggest audience is going to win every category right so we then use we use one for sort of almost um, quantitative and then we use a qualitative side, which is the judging panel. Um, and then we basically put those two together and then decide who wins the award. So we actually, myself and Richard Storrs, intelligent instructor, we actually don't get involved at all. So that's our sort of our scapegoat anyway, you know, nothing to do with us sort of thing. Um, and in 2021, we obviously got all those award winners and we thought, right, how do we, how do we try and recreate something with a buzz? How do we get this message out and how do we celebrate this? And we basically did a, a pre-recorded video, um, which our uh, our friend James over at First Car did for us. And he's very good with sort of AV and visual audio visual stuff. Um, and it was great. We put it up on YouTube and uh, our friends at uh, QuickFit Michelin were sponsors. And it was a, a great video. And about 2,500 drive instructors watched that over course of a couple of months um and mainly it was people that obviously was uh, that were nominated for driving instructor of the year in various different regions um or the businesses that were looking forward to see if they won that category um and this year we sort of went back to the drawing board a little bit and we sort of said well how do we make it more engaging how do we bring people into this a little bit more and, and give it a bit more pizzazz a bit more of a build-up and we thought well Let's do it live. Um, so, you know, obviously that's got its own issues in itself. Yeah. And from a technical perspective, you know, we're not streamers or content creators. So I was in Curry's buying different leads to get a MacBook to to attach to a webcam and whatever else. You know, it was quite a, a learning curve for me, actually. And then I went down to um, Richard Stores' house in Twickenham. Um, and obviously we had all the awards winners and we basically launched it live on Facebook. I think... Um, I, I want to say your name popped up at one point. We were uh, monitoring the chat. So people were able to sort of go through with us and understand who was nominated and people were getting tagged and the video was getting shared across Facebook. Um, and it, it uh, for me, that was a much better experience, a much nicer way to celebrate those awards with people. You know, we encourage people to sit back, grab a glass of wine or a G&T on a Sunday evening, whatever it might be. You know, soft drink, if you're not into that, absolutely fine. Um, and instead of sitting there watching whatever's on TV, check the Intelligent Instructor Awards presentation on. You know, it was, I wouldn't quite say it was the Oscars, but um, no, it was something, that, again, a great celebration for the industry. Um, in terms of that public vote, we had over 7,500 votes, which was a record for us. Um, we were over the moon with that. So, um, yeah, no, it, again, huge success. And it's something we love to do because, it's celebrating the best and brightest that the industry's got um, got to have. And it's got to the stage now where we, we run the conference and the com conversations I have when I walk around the conference say, like, how's everything going today? All good? Yeah, but next time we're winning the Intelligent Instructor Awards. <laughs> it's all about the awards, right? Next next time I'm winning the awards. <laughs> like, great, no worries. That, that sounds good to us. You know, put everything into to getting, a, getting that award win. So, um yeah, no, it, it's become a real a real badge of honour, actually, uh, I think, for a lot of businesses. And obviously, our, our probably shouldn't say this, but our favourite part is the driving instructor of the year, where you can sort of recognise those individual instructors from local areas. We now do the top 100, um, and the plan is uh, next year, you know, 
let's say, I can't remember where you were, Terry, but you were in that top 100, I think. The plan is that, you know, you're going to get a little green arrow or red arrow, very much like the charts. <laughs> so you can see your progress up and down. Um, and, you know, just because you move down doesn't mean you've got worse. It just might mean other people have done a lot more to, to get more feedback, et cetera. So we really want to just, we don't want it to become a negative. We want it to be a hugely positive thing. In our head, it was like, well, you might be highly commended as a specific area, or you might have been nominated for a specific area, not been highly commended, but in a different area, there weren't as many driving instructors. So actually, you know, being in the top 100 driving instructors in the country, I think it's a huge achievement. Uh, and I'd say congratulations to yourself for that. You know, uh, if I was, you know, I'm in marketing, if I was nominated to be a top 100 marketeers in the country i'd be absolutely over the moon so um you know unfortunately that's not happened yet i'll, I'll wait for <laughs> my uh wait for my award in the post but um you know I, I think it's something that should massively be shouted about actually and, and people should be proud of those achievements and uh if we can then drive people to want to improve and get higher up those leaderboards you know then those awards have provided some good um sort of drive for those instructors and something for them to work towards next year yeah, I um, I did watch it. Uh, obviously, I turned off when I realised I hadn't won the the, the Yorkshire <laughs> region. Uh, no, it, I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. I felt that it amused me. The I think it was Richard Stars that presented it, wasn't it? In his, yeah, in his yeah. suit, and it, it did. I'm like, it does he think is at the Oscars? It, 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 I did like it. I thought it was really well done, and it it it, it seemed to go without a hiccup. And whenever you do something, I, I know because I don't do an awful lot live, but I do sometimes, and it, something always goes wrong. And it yeah. didn't seem to, which I thought was really impressive. But um, yeah, I mean, I'll just, just speak about the awards for a second. I, I love the way you talk about it because you, you're never saying or specific, this driving instructor is clearly the best driving instructor. It's the most recognized driving instructor in, in terms of the feedback. Because I know that we've spoken about this previously, but the it's not the number of votes you get it's it's people leaving or essentially reviews for for you to read and taking that and then assessing it you know the judging panel assessing it and i think that the whole awards from the people that actually get involved are just taken in really really good spirits mm -hmm. there is no bitterness that no one hasn't won there is no spite everyone's just congratulating each other and i wholeheartedly agree i'm really really guilty as a person of i want more i want more what's next and you know i was a bit not grumpy that's the wrong word but i was a bit oh i am one you know a bit like that my wife's like yeah but you're in top 100 drivers i'm like yeah actually that's not bad is it <laughs> you know and but i'm someone that always wants to be the best at everything i can do and that's just me and that's not saying that anyone else is worse that's just how i motivate myself I want to be the best i can possibly be but i think that it's all just in really good spirits and I am going to throw this out there, and we've spoken about it before, but I do think it's worth mentioning. I was fascinated the following day looking on social media in that it was almost like a 50-50 split. There was half of the driving instructors on there that were like, this is awesome. Congratulations to this person. Or, oh, I finished here, and I'm really pleased with this. And just really good spirits and really good vibes. And then you had the other half, which is the polar opposite, and just grumpy and miserable and um the, the common thing well i'm not going to pester my students to vote for me i think it's wrong you know and, you know i just think i i i know i kind of just said that i want to be the best but the way i look at these awards I, I actually don't care where i finish i love the fact that it's promoting industry 
I love that. You think about that that dialogue on social media the day after. It's not just driving instructors seeing that. Mm-hmm. It's everyone. And I think that's massive. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the great thing that I saw exactly the same as you, you know, I connected with quite a lot of the winners, the regional winners, and you can see their learners. Oh, great. I'm so, you know, you deserve it. You know, I've been telling you for ages, you're, you're the best driving instructor around, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that engagement and recognition, it, it wasn't just for winners. It, someone was highly commended or, you know, go to minute 23 of this video and you'll see my name pop up and yeah. oh congratulations john that was amazing like etc cetera, etc cetera. and it was it went further this year than drive instructors a video not being funny a video around the drive instructor awards if you're a 17 18 year old learner you're not going to sit there on youtube watching that you know yeah. <laughs> yeah as much as that's something we'd love to happen and you know thousands of people all tune in that's not going to happen whereas with that facebook thing it was very much it was easily shareable for people you know, check this video out at 41 minutes in, I win the London driving instructor of the year or whatever. And um, it, it was definitely something that created more of a an excitement and a positive buzz than a negative one, 100%. And it, I think the day it does create a negative one, we stop doing it, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. The whole point is to have it a, a positive thing, uh, something that people want to aspire to. Um, we don't want it to be over-commercialized. You know, the, the vast majority of that um, sort of, presentation is about driving instructors you know it's probably 50 50 but uh i probably just just there on the side a bit more time towards driving instructors uh and we want to co- again continue to build it and innovate from that perspective uh we'd love to potentially do a, another physical event down the line um how that marries up with conferences and whatever else again we're not too sure yet i think the next one will be along similar lines so again will probably be a, a live facebook thing um or some kind of live um presentation but that's not to say somewhere down the line we won't do a physical one and what we're actually doing is um at Kempton Park at the event if you were nominated for any of the awards including the top 100 driving instructors we're going to try and get as many people as possible to come down to Kempton give you guys a certificate we'd love to have 100 of you on stage um for a big picture However, that's probably not going to happen. People aren't going to be able to get down from Scotland or whatever. Um, but we did this last year with the um, with the I Awards at the uh, conference in um, Meriden. So if we can get people along to Kempton, we can do a bit of a presentation in person. You know, we'd love to meet as many of you as possible and get you along. So um, fingers crossed, a few of you can turn up. That's it. And um, I think just to stick my own for a minute, I think my opinion would be that would be the way to go. Do it online, and then you can do the presentation after because i think that online engagement is huge and i know that all it's doing is bringing a positivity to its industry from, from an external standpoint looking in and I, I do think that's massive and and just to throw something else in there for a second that's what uh driving instructor day is about on, on march the 16th it's about bringing positivity to the industry and the more people we can get saying positive things the better and that's nothing to say that no one can complain that's not saying that we can't look to change things that are right you know you've spoke before about the things you've learned from the expos and and what you want to change but it's just just shining that light on the good about the industry because too often it's, it's dragged through the mud um but we'll uh we'll leave that there um anything else on the awards you want to mention no, I, I think that's it. Uh, you know, uh, the the entries never fail to surprise us in terms of some of the stuff that comes through, what driver instructors do. And I think you touched uh, you touched on it briefly, but we're not looking for people who are just fantastic driver instructors. There are loads of you guys out there that are fantastic driver instructors. We're looking for things that are different. We're looking for things that go the extra mile. You know, I, I, and I, I'm not saying that has to be 
time or money or whatever, but just different ideas, innovative ideas. And what we want to do is actually try to put that into some kind of actionable thing for people that don't do it. Um, that's something that we're looking at at the moment in terms of how we can build like a, I don't know, uh, like a case study almost. So for example, you know, there was one of our driving instructors that won this year, she basically had a, uh, a single mum, was one of her learner drivers, uh, and she was struggling with junctions. So what she basically did, and she knew she couldn't have a lesson for two weeks because of childcare issues. So what she did was actually give her a task to take home, which was to sit down with her kids and draw road junctions, you know, do colouring in, draw road, get the kids to draw a roundabout and, you know, do a left turn with tra- traffic lights or whatever. And that to me, like really stood out. That was something that it went further than just, this is what we're going to do next lesson, or this is what we can do or read this book or whatever. It was starting to think about that individual's personal sort of position and how they've got their own sort of stresses outside of the driving lessons and how they can then bring those two worlds together, keep the kids busy as well. Um, and bring your learning into that world, which I, I, I thought was amazing. You know, I, I hadn't really thought about something like that, and that certainly um, sort of stood out. Things like that really are the things that are going to stem, uh, sort of set people apart from being on time and you know delivering, having a good pass rate and whatever else. It's really how much further the drive instructors go um, to, to add value. I mean, I'm going to throw one other example in there, uh, an example of mine, not so much of, of, oh, look at me, I'm awesome, but as a way that you can actually engage your students in that. Because the, the comment that I see, the negative comment is, I'm not going to pester my students to, to vote for me. And I mean, from my perspective, I never did. What I do is I've got a Facebook group for my students and I do stuff in there. Like every Friday, I do a Friday theory test challenge, which is where I do a theory test Friday morning, post up my score, it's not always 50, and I challenge the students to beat me. And annoyingly, sometimes I do. Um, but so there's all kinds of stuff that I do in there. And what I did was I just put a post up in there. And I said, here you go, guys. This is uh, Instructor Awards. I'm up for, an, uh, up for an award. If you want to vote for me, here's the link. Please don't feel pressured, but it's there if you want to. And I know a good few of them did. But what they also did was they sent me the like the the comments I'd sent you, so they'd just copy and paste it to me in a text. And I'm there were a couple of them that made me well up because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't realize I've had this effect on you. I didn't realize what I was doing was that because when they leave a review, they don't necessarily go into that much detail because it's public. Mm-hmm. But this is is all right. I know you see it or the, the judges see it, but it's not seen by everyone. So yeah. I think they were almost a bit more honest. And it was like, yeah, yeah. wow, I didn't know that, that me doing that had that impact. Yeah, and I think that you know, we'd love to be able to share all of those entries with the people that got nominated, but difficulty, obviously, you know, data protection. We want yeah. it to almost remain a little bit anonymous because we don't want pupils to then feel pressured or whatever else. Why did you say this or blah, 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 blah. Um, but at the same time, you know, stuff like that, it, it really does resonate with you. And, and it's a shame that we can't share more, but just un- being under- uh, able to understand right, I did this, I did that. And that really had a positive impact on that person. I might start, I haven't really done it with this person. So, you know, you might be able to then improve the process you go through with, with other people by understanding what really resonated with specific learners. Um, so yeah, if we can pull together something that sort of says, you know, here's 10 things that were um, sort of mentioned in the Intelligent Instructor Awards that drive, and some, some individual instructors did that really resonated with us, then it might just give more people something to think about. Oh, actually, you know, yeah, I could have done that. Or I've got someone in a similar sort of situation that's been struggling with this. And we see it on Facebook all the time on the forums. You know, I've got a learner who's struggling with this. Has anyone got any advice? 
you know, let's let's share this knowledge. You know, we've got a hundred instructors who are fantastic at, at their jobs and doing what they're doing. Well, why are they so good? What are they doing? And and can can the people that aren't in the top hundred start doing that? And then more, you know, let, let's just share that knowledge more, I think. Um, and if we can be the conduit for that, then great. Um, all right, so there we've spoken about the expos, we've spoken about your trainings, you've got coming up, which are quarterly going throughout the year. We've just spoke about the awards that we've had and then uh, you know, coming up again at the end of the year. Obviously, with the instructor, I can't say it, intelligent instructor website. Also, I found out that I can't spell intelligent currently. I always spell <laughs> it wrong, which is very weird. Slightly <laughs> ironic as well, the word intelligent. Either way, uh, on the website, they've obviously got all your news and your updates that you put up over there. But it's anything else you'd like to mention? Uh, no, just um, if, if you haven't already, drop the intelligent instructor Facebook page um, a follow. Uh, all of our news gets repurposed onto there. Again, very shareable. Um, we'll share all the updates about our events and everything that's coming up on there as well. That's sort of the easiest way to get in touch with us as well. If you want to talk to myself or Richard Stores um, about anything, really, you know, not, not just the industry. If you, you know, if you just sat there and you've got no one to talk to and you want to chat, you know, drop us a message, give us a call. We're always here to, to listen and, and, you know, we're open to ideas about different things that we can run at the shows, et cetera. So, you know, we'd love to obviously talk to yourself about what we can do to sort of integrate the uh, the podcast into the show itself you know that there's loads of different ideas we've got for, for things and if the people are out there sat on an idea then, then don't sit on it come and talk to us um that'd be great i was just about to wrap up the show but i'm just going to touch a little bit more on that you just said about don't sit on an idea and i think too many people are scared and, and i was doing this podcast i was terrified you know we spoke before we started recording it's taken me two seasons to turn my computer screen around so you can now see what's behind me i didn't apply for the i didn't get put any nomination for the awards last year for the show because i was scared to do it mm-hmm. and if you've got an idea out there you know whether it Whatever it is, either do it or ask someone like like you said, Richard, yourself, or even come to me. You know, something I can showcase on this this podcast. Um, don't sit on those ideas. We want more innovation, more leaders, more game changers uh, uh, in the instructor industry. But um, yeah, really appreciate you joining us today, Richard. And uh, I will put all the links in the show notes and on the website. Like I said, and uh, is there anything else you'd like to promote while you're on? No, all, all good. Thank you very much, Terry, for having me on. That was great. The Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook, talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them.